If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the After Further Review podcast. I'm Pete Doherty, along with Eric Baranchek, and we're here to talk about the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if stunning is the right word, but certainly dominating uh, 48 to 32 wildcard win over the Dallas Cowboys. Eric, uh, so many things to talk about. I don't, I'm not sure where to start, other, you know, Jordan Love played great, but uh, when you rewatched the tape, you saw another guy who was just as important as Jordan Love. Uh, what, what do you think? Why do you think Aaron Jones deserves as much um, as much uh, of the credit for this win and for the offense's performance as Jordan Love does? Oh, that's a great question. And the reason that I feel that way is you just look at the performance uh, in the on the ground game and the way that he's able to set up his blocks um, and do things that. There's not there's not another running back on the roster that can do the things that he can do when the ball's in his hand. Um, the, the way that he is able to, um, you know, for example, when they start, you know, we've all seen it where they start with a zone going to the let's say the right side, uh, which this place for whatever reason seems to be the way that it works the best for them, and I think it has something to do with Jenkins. Um, being able to get up to the second level where he will bend it back. So he gets going to the right side and, you know, with, with Dallas and their uh, linebacking group there, um, those guys seem to, f- they just fly to the hole and run past the hole and, and Aaron Jones is able to put his foot in the ground and be able to turn it back and bend it back uh, against the grain. So uh, that is a really, really important thing um, that picks up big yards for them. And he's got, some, he's got burst with the ball in his hands. Um, when you look at the other running backs on their roster, when they get the ball and, and, and there's a hole, it, 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 he can't, they don't get through the, the hole. It's like he does. He just explodes through the hole. Um, and then you get him with, and it's not just when he's running the ball, but also when he's receiving, you know, the screen pass in the end of the first quarter there where he was able to, they, they got him the ball. And when he got the ball, it was just a rocket going forward. And it's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and then couple that with the way that he could pick up blitzers and uh, free rushers. I mean, that's, that part is, you know, how do you put value onto that? It's such a big role uh, that has to happen. And, and you look at the, uh, you know, late in the third quarter with a third, the 39 yard pass down to, or beginning of the third quarter, a 39 yard pass down to Dobbs. I mean, Parsons was, was, was beating the tight end there and 33 steps up and puts a lick on him. And that's just enough time to get the ball out of there. And those are the things that you can't put. Um, you can't, it's really hard to put a value on because it's, 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 you know, you're paying the guy to, to uh, not only catch the ball and run the ball, but the block as well. And that just makes him uh, a super well-rounded uh, football player and really the catalyst um, to getting that, that, t- that, that offense going. You know, I, I think this guy is still a top seven or eight back in the league at age 29. That's kind of, uh, that's really kind of amazing. I do wonder, I, 
you know, he missed so much time early in the year. I wonder if October is as bad as it was for their offense. If Jones was playing full time back then, I wonder if they, uh, you know, if they get hit, get some first downs in the first half and actually put up some points and instead of going on four, go one and three or two and two during that month. Yeah, certainly could have made a, a big difference. You know, the offensive line is, is playing as good as it's played all year at, you know, they, their pass blocking and not only that, but their run blocking. And it's, it's, it's very, um, you know, they, they don't look like a bunch of run blockers, you know, great big giant men out there and uh, they're able to do things, man. I just, I just love the way they get up to the second level. And that's, that's where they make their, their, their kind of their bones is, is getting to the second level and getting hands on a linebacker, getting hands on safeties so that when, when, uh, Aaron Jones does cut back that he cuts right back up the gut and there's there's a there's a green shirt there and that's that's uh that's pretty important when you know and but then you again you got to have the speed to be able to make those make those work so it's it's a it's kind of a conjunction thing with with the you know the offensive line and, and Aaron Jones being able to um, do the things that he does but he's a special back uh, he's not overly big but man he can get yards and he always falls forward it seems. You know, these guys clearly came in thinking they were going to be able to run the ball on the Cowboys. You know, the, like Dallas gave up like 220 yards, I think it was, uh, when they got beaten mid-December by Buffalo. They gave up 220 yards rushing. Um, but, you know, what jumps out is they've got this linebacker, Marquise Bell. He's a second-year guy undrafted. He ran a 4-4-140, but he was the safety in college. They list him at 218. I'm not convinced he's that big. Um, I really thought the Packers, every time I looked up, especially after we talked and I rewatched uh, some of these plays, man, they just, uh, they're, whatever offensive lineman got out to him, they just knocked him back. They just pushed him and knocked him back three yards and, you know, a, a five-yard gain turned into 12. And when you got a scat back, you know, like, like Aaron Jones, it makes it really difficult um, – uh, for linebackers because they start over pursuing and they start running and they can't get back into the fray because it's, it's, you know, they, someone's got a hand on them and they can't fight through it. So, um, I mean, their linebacking group is fast and, and quite frankly, it, it was very apparent. They, wherever 14 was on the field, that's where they were going to run the ball. Uh, and they had great success doing it. You know, the interesting thing was in the, the games that they lost, they gave up 171 yards on the ground. That was the average, um, and in the games that they won, they gave up a buck 25. So, um, you know, it's not a huge variance, but 50 yards is, or close to 50 yards is a big number. And those are first downs. Those are things that keep the chains moving. And, and you saw it happen um, to be able to, to, uh, to shut them down. The other part that it was really, uh, really played into the Packers' hands was when they came out in you know, 12 personnel. So one running back and two tight ends. Um, and it spread them out even further. So it made it even more difficult um, <clears throat> for the Dallas's defense to try and uh, uh, cover up all those gaps in the run game. So I don't know what you were thinking as this game's getting going and they're, you know, the Packers score, they get a stop, they score again a little later. Um, I don't like going in. I thought they had a chance to win, but I certainly, even if they won, I didn't see anything like this coming. What do you, what do you make of that? What do you make of jo Jordan love? I mean, this is just uh 21 in his last nine games, they're seven and two. 21 touchdowns, one pick. I think his passer uh, ratings 120. That's that's off the charts. That is unbelievable. Um, 
you know, a couple things is, is, is here's, you know, one of the takes that you got to think about too, is, you know, this is, this is the offense that we expected. This is the, this is the Matt LaFleur offense of putting guys in motion, um, making a lot of eye candy for the linebackers and safeties with guys going around in motion. Uh, the other part that um, you, you saw too was, you know, emphasis on the run game. We are going to run the ball and they opened up with two bad runs and you think, Oh boy, now, you know, that's it. Now they're going to try to just throw, go, go throw happy here. And they stuck with it and they kept running because they knew they could do it. And um, I, I, the way that they attacked um, that perimeter with the running backs was really, really special. And uh, you know, it's, can they do it against other teams with more physical linebackers? Probably. I think uh, the result might not be as great, but you never know if you can able to get guys uh, confused with motion. Um, and, you know, what's so devastating is they put that tight end and they pull him uh, as a lead blocker on the back end um, is really devastating because in, earlier in the season, the end man on the line of scrimmage made a lot of tackles. I mean, just an exorbitant amount of tackles running plays down from behind. And that's not happening now because they're able to get that, um, get that, get, get him picked up with the tight end or even once in a while they pull a center. And, and what what that does for, for him is now he's got to have his head on a swivel and, and start looking for that, and it slows him down. So um, it, it's really, um, you know, right now that offense is just really clicking. And then, you know, the other part of it too is he's making good decisions. You know, and I got to be honest with you, sometimes that ball comes out of there and it's not there's not a lot of zip on it. And you're thinking, oh, God, this is going to be a pick. And it's not because he hits the, the – the, he's hitting the, the spots at the right time. Um, and I think there's some value and some some wisdom to not rifling the ball in all the time and give the guys a chance to catch the ball. And and you see the the receivers not being able to not dropping the ball as much as they have earlier in the season. And some of that's got to be due to to where the ball placement is. You know, I was talking with last week with uh, Mark Ross. He was a, a high ranking uh, personnel exec for the Giants, and now he works for the NFL Network. He loved Jordan Love coming out ranked him uh, the second-best uh, quarterback in that class right behind – I think that was Burrow's class, right? Yes. So he had him right behind Burrow. Um, he had him above Herbert and thought he had huge upside above Tua, liked him a lot better than Tua. In fact, he told me he liked him uh, – I know Lawrence was the next year. He liked Love better than Lawrence coming out. And, and um, that's not the consensus. The consensus oh. because his senior year at Utah was was not very impressive. No, no, not at all. Um, and so, you know, I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm still not sure what to make of this guy. But anyway, Mark Ross was saying he thinks Love is already a top six or so quarterback in the league. I don't know if, uh, if you'd rank him that high or not. Um, but I was well, kind of going the numbers. The numbers suggest it. Yeah, know? it does. I mean, those, those are MVP numbers. You know, absolutely they are. I mean, he's he was two pa- two touchdown passes below. Uh, Prescott coming into the game, um, you know, it didn't change anything. Um, but I mean, here's the, look at the numbers: twenty-one TDs, and that you just spit out there, and, and one t- touchdown. What was it? The last uh, seven games? Is that right? Last uh, last nine, twenty-one touchdowns, one interception. That's and seven, those, and they're seven and two. Yeah, those are those are numbers that you. I mean, those are Aaron Rodgers type numbers, and I, and I think. You know, you look at it. Here's the part that really is is interesting to me is these guys had to reload after getting rid of uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. And you thought, hey, listen, these you're going to be 
this was going to be a year where they're just going to develop. They're just going to, you got a bunch of young receivers and, and tight ends and offensive line is fairly young. Um, a lot of no names on that offense and they're getting it done. And the argument can be made obviously that they were better than last year with Aaron Rodgers. So what does that tell you? Yeah, I, I think that's one of the, um, one of the great what ifs is, you know, I think Rogers would have struggled with all these young guys. He'd have been, you know, he'd have been palms up all the time. Cause when they would make mistakes, he'd have been pissed and he'd be walk, come off the field and he'd be barking at LaFleur and uh, he'd be criticizing these guys publicly and press conferences because they weren't where they were supposed to be. And I don't know. I think, I wonder if there would have been chemistry issues and, you know, love just seems more, uh, more willing to just kind of ride the wave and, uh, live with the mistakes, you know, cause, and the funny thing is like when love talked about that, he said, you know, one of the reasons he's not jumping all over it guys is he goes, well, you know, I might, I make my share of mistakes too. Um, I, I wonder how that would have gone with Rogers that quarter, you know, maybe they would have won more games early, but I don't think they'd be as good as they are right now. I totally Rogers. agree with you. I totally agree with you. I, I think, you know, it, it's, it's hard pressed to say this because you're, you're looking, it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, but they're better with, with love than they are with Rodgers. And some of it might be that, that you know, LeFleur is able to run the offense that he wants to run, the way he wants to run it, um, without any, uh, I'm sure, not a lot of negative feedback out, out of love. So I think some of that stuff is, uh, is all plays into it, and they're, they're, they're feeding off it. They're feeling good. You know, when your quarterback is playing really good um, and the guys in the locker room like you, it's it's it, it raises your team not just because of your offensive effectiveness, but it's just it gets the emotional part of the game um, takes a step up because everybody is playing. Uh, they want to they want to be at that level too, and they want to make sure that they win ball games. And when they feel like they can because of the quarterback, it changes it. it changes the whole locker room. Yeah, you could feel it. You know, uh, so they have the the press conferences right after the game. You know, Lafleur. Love and they brought in Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, the first one comes in probably 15 minutes after the game ends. So I'm I was in there for all three of those guys. I go in the locker room. And there's only like three guys left in the locker room, and all the reporters are gathered around one of them. And Preston Smith is across the room, and I think he'd already talked, but I went up and talked to him. And you know, he's the oldest guy on the team, 31. And asked I asked him, you know, what do you make of this Jordan Love? And he said, you know, you can just tell. The, the confidence that I, I, you just feel it talking to him, the confidence that guys must have in this in love now. And he was like, this guy can take us where we want to go. He said, he just like, there's no doubt about it. He's a top quarterback. He's as talented as any of those guys. And uh, I, you know, you, the, the vibe is just uh, it's unlike any vibe. I remember covering this team, except maybe going back to, you know, 95, when they really started turning the corner, uh, that's the year they got to the NFC Championship game. It reminded me a lot of that. I don't know if uh, any of the teams you played on, how much uh, like like inertia and confidence just took over uh, as much as anything. Oh, 100%. When you have – when your quarterback is playing well, it, it, it elevates the entire team. And um, the other part is the personality part. You know, we touched on it a little bit ago is – you know, with Aaron Rodgers, and if you, if anybody watched Hard Knocks, and you, you saw the one episode where he was going off on receivers, dropping the ball, and not lining up, and jumping off sides, that's not that's that's not love. He doesn't do that. You know, he, you, 
you know, there, there might be a receiver that drops the ball and the camera goes right to him and you don't see him with any of those crazy antics, you know? So there's a, there's the, the leadership part and it's inherent with being a quarterback and, and because of the position that that is. And that, that part is, is important. You know, the, the, you got to be a leader of men. And if you're going to try and um, uh, just completely ridicule and shoot them down all the time, it's hard to grow. So let's, uh, let's jump to the other side of the ball. Um, you know, cause the defense, I mean, here's a starting point and you and I didn't, didn't even talk about this in our conversation earlier today, but um, you know, they played, they played noticeably better on defense the last few weeks and, they played a good game on Sunday. I mean, they got stops, which they hadn't been doing a lot this year. Has uh, is Joe Barry getting close to saving his job for next oh. year? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to think now. You know, I you know you listen to the presser, the stuff that Lafleur said on Monday, and it was you know, hey, this is the guy that can do it. He had total faith in him. You know, so. The question is how much, and this is a question that, that has to be asked of, uh, you know, at the next time you get in front of them, how much is he influencing the defense right now? Because they, you saw where it was falling apart at, in Carolina. You saw this, the, the same mistakes all season long. And then all of a sudden now they're playing within the defense. What I mean by that is, 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 the, the outside guys are doing their job. The inside guys are doing their job and the linebackers and safeties are doing their job. And I, I can't, it's, it's remarkable the difference um, in the last three ball games, the way that they are playing on defense. When you go back to the Vikings and the bears and now the Cowboys, it's, it's, it's not the same look on defense. There's not guys running around like crazy. You still see a little bit where guys, get pushed around or may not be in the right spot, but some of those, but they're aggressive mistakes. It's not a individual mistake where they're, you know, you're doing things completely outside the scheme of the defense and that's impressive. And that's that, that was the piece that was missing. So they're playing better team defense, uh, especially against the run and being in the right spots and, and not letting uh, emotion take over and have you just run all over the place. So it'll be, it's, it's, Diff- it's it's different, and I think the other part is you got a couple safeties back there that have played for a while now, and you bring back Savage, and you can say what you want. Savage, people are saying he's a bust and he's not very good, but you know what? Heck, pick six. He he he's making tackles. Uh, Jonathan Owens has 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 definitely elevated his play. Um, I mean, he's he's good against against the run. He definitely drives hard uh, when he needs to. And, and he's not getting burnt over the top. It's like they're good. Like when they, the deep balls are happening, um, it's happening. The, the guys are in the right spot. It's not like they're turning tail and chasing. They're where they need to be. And I think that played a big role in what was happening. Uh, you know, there weren't many deep shots uh, that were successful until the end of the game when it was out of hand and, and all that was going on. But um, it, it it's good. It's really good. And, you know, the other guy that's coming out there is, you know, Keyshawn Nixon, I, I, all season long, I'm like, God, you know, how, how do you get rid of this guy? You got to find someone in there. Then he comes up and makes a play on it and gets a sack. That was a crucial sack because it kept him out of field goal range in the first quarter, crucial sack or a second quarter. Um, that was, that was, that was huge. He's sitting in his zone. He's got no work in front of him. He's got no work to the sides of him. Everything is deep and off to the left. And, uh, Prescott rolls to the right and he goes up and he breaks off of his zone and goes get it. 
that's and not only that, but he had that little pump fake that he did not bite on and just went for the ankles and tied him up. And it was great. Um, so it's it's a it's kind of everybody doing their job, you know, one eleventh. And for some reason, it seems like in the last several weeks, especially the last three weeks, the the guys are doing their all they're doing their one eleventh, and it's and it's it looks a lot better, especially in the all twenty two. When you're watching the all twenty two, it is much much better. You know, and it is coincidental with when Lafleur said he was going to, you know, spend a little more time with that side of the ball. Um, he has, but he was asked about it last week, and I don't think we're going to get a straight answer out of him because he he basically downplayed, you know, whatever role he's played. Um, but it it does seem like an awful coincidence that they've they've played so much better, and it's been since he after that Carolina game when he decided to. Uh, spend a little more time with the defensive game planning. So uh, maybe it's made a difference. I guess we really never answered whether if they keep this up, if Joe Barry's going to save his job or not, you know. Well, I think um, LeFleur pretty much came out and said, hey, look, you know, they felt they had the he, you know, he had total confidence in them. Now, sometimes that's a death knell. We know that. Uh, but I think, it, you know, coming from the head coach, it, it seems a lot more um, – um, substantial and worthwhile. It's not just garbage. You know, like a, a GM says, oh, I have total confidence. I mean, and after the game, they fire his ass. So, you know, I don't feel like um, – I, I really feel like they're going to hang on to him. I, I really do. And, and unfortunately, uh, to the chagrin of many Packer fans, and, and if you look back at the seasons, like, come on. But they, they're playing more aggressive. They're, they're, they're blitzing. Um it, it, from either both linebacker spots, they're blitzing Keyshawn Nixon when the when the opportunity is there, and then they're playing far more aggressive, far more aggressive than they have in the past, and and this is this is the result, you know. But again, it comes down to everybody doing their one eleventh, and and they're doing it, and you know their gap sound on the run and on the, in the secondary, they are there's there's a lot fewer miscommunications. There's not guys running free, you know. You look at the poor Cowboys and. You know, you, you asked all week long. You heard some guys say they don't handle they don't handle uh, uh, motion very well, and it's because they don't really do a lot. They, they play a lot of zone coverage, and um, sometimes you get overloaded or you rotate the wrong way, and now you got guys running free. Or in this case, against against when Watson was in there, they obviously were afraid of him. They were not going to let him do what he did last season against them, and uh, when he had his his growing up uh, going growing up party. And went bananas, and you know there were times where there were three guys on him. They had two, two, two. He drew the eyes of both safeties and the underneath coverage guy, and the receivers are wide open, running across the middle. And and so you know that's, that's again you got a weapon there that you got to deal with. And they chose to make sure that Watson wasn't going to beat him. And unfortunately for the Cowboys, there were a lot of other weapons that can catch the ball besides just Watson. Well, there is another game to play, so it's. The NFL is a week-to-week league, and I think some of these jobs are are week-to-week. I mean, a guy can go from seem, seeming pretty safe to if they blow up on defense against the 49ers, you know, maybe Barry's right back in uh, in trouble again. So I, I think some things depend on how they go. But, you know, the one thing that was different this past week was the Cowboys were a really good offensive team. I think they were the leading scoring team in the league, right? Yeah, they yeah. were, and they were putting up – they had these gaudy numbers like 37 points at home, 
And, you know, they're eight. No, they're all season. I mean, it, you know, some of it might have been that the players thought that they were walking into a, you know, this was just going to be like a bye week or, you know, step up from a bye week because they're going to crush them. But you know what? You know, the, the hard part, the hard part is this, is this team is playing with a ton of confidence, ton of confidence. And they got guys that have, due to injury have played a lot all season long, um, new faces. I mean, Bull Melton, come on. You know, Tucker Craft all of a sudden shows up uh, when Musgrave goes down. And now you're now all of a sudden you got all these guys back. They got their full complement of weapons uh, going into the San Francisco and all those guys have played. So there's a, just a ton of confidence there. And it, it's it shows. And I, I think the the part that's going to be really difficult for them is can they stay confident if there's a couple of three and outs early in the ballgame? So. Let's move on to a big game, divisional round game. This is what reminds me of 95 because there, there are parallels with 11 too, or 2010, sorry, and that playoff run. But this is like 95 and that the and beating the Cowboys this time was a lot like beating the 49ers in 95. Um, they were good teams, uh, but they were, they were more flawed and there was still one bigger, badder team out there. Uh, back then it was the Cowboys who spanked the Packers in the championship game that year. And this year it's the 49ers. So I don't know. I remember, I think when we talked last week, I would, you know, I was giving the Packers maybe a 20% chance of beating Dallas. Um, so it's gotta be less against these guys, but what do you think? What do you, what are the chances that they can, um, they can beat the, uh, what, what I think is the most complete best top to bottom team in the NFL. Well, especially yes. I mean, they got weapons on offense like the Packers do. You know, Debu Debu Samuel. They got Ayuk. They got Christian McCaffrey. Kittle is still a weapon. Um, you know, he's kind of and the hard part about him is is he's going to block and then he's going to sneak out out there and get and catch passes for you too. So they got weapons. There's no question. They got a good offensive line and a young quarterback. But I think what the Packers have going for them is a couple is the is their ground game. They're going to have to be. Very sound on the ground, and I don't mean that he's got to, that. Aaron Jones has to rip off a hundred. If he gets close to it, that's that's great. I think if Aaron Jones gets eighty-five yards on the ground, they probably win the ball game. Um, it's going to come down to two things: a, can the offensive line handle those linebackers? Because not only are they fat, like the, like the the Dallas linebackers can move, they can pick up their feet, and and, and they're quick, but those guys are also bruisers too. So it's going to take a monumental effort um, on the, on the line of scrimmage and those guys being able to get stuff going And, and the key is going to be, you know, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones can turn on a die. All you have to do is give that guy a sliver um, and, and it's going to happen. And then you flip the flip the switch on defense. You know, you got a young quarterback who's, who's kind of unflappable and he's, he's throwing the ball uh, very well. He's got a little bit of a break here. So the Packers might, this might be the break for him that he's going to be a little rusty, or at least there's a you know good opportunity for him to be rusty. So here's the chance for those guys now to, to take advantage of it. And it's going to take, they're probably going to have to confuse him. They're probably going to have to, to blitz seven and 59 and 25 uh, maybe dial up a safety blitz at some point, but it's going to be a mirror image um, on offense of how they how they run the football. I'm speaking of the 49ers now, so they're going to be able to see some of that, and they're going to. But the only problem is there's just not any holes. 
You know, there's there's no holes. Uh, how you know because they got a tight end that can make, get the mid range stuff. They got Samuel that can, that could be your possession guy and Ayuk that can get you over the top. And uh, then you got to deal with that running back that can do it all. So it's it's really going to be a battle, and it's really going to be fun to see um, what they come out on defense uh, and what they're going to do uh, and, and be physical up front. That's really going to be the key. Yeah, the run, run the ball, I think, is going to be a lot tougher on these guys. Um, for one thing, I think they've got – I mean, I don't you have to say Warner and Greenlaw are the best inside linebacker duo in the league probably? Yeah, um, I mean, Fred Warner is going to – he'll he get punch you in the mouth as he would shake your hand, you know. So I, I think that they have uh, uh, some really physical guys there in the inside of the ball. But I, you know what? These guys, you know, if the – the nice thing about what they do with the motion and stuff like that is they play it off, so you get linebackers moving. The telltale sign is going to be early on if they if they're going to put they're going to, you're going to see it the first play of the game they're going to put a tight end in motion and see how they react. If their feet are in concrete and they or they just do a little bit of typewriting, you know it's and, and they run back away from motion and they stop it, then it's going to be in trouble. But if you – it could be a long day. But if you see right off the bat, they put a tight end in motion and now linebackers are running all over the place uh, and don't look comfortable with where their alignment is, um, then it's going to be it's going to be trouble. Because when you are able to get linebackers to move and we're going to run away from motion, um, what you're really doing is opening up angles for your offensive lines to, move, to, to be able to uh, pick these guys off on the cutback. Jones gets hurt early. I think it's going to be, you know, tough sledding. But the key to it is going to be Jones because he's able to cut back against the grain. And there's always a green shirt. Or in this case, there'll be a white shirt. You know, maybe that's what it is with Dallas. Maybe they got to start having the Packers wear white shirts when they come down there because they certainly seem to play well when they got those green jerseys on, don't they? I'm trying to think. In the Super Bowl, the Packers, were they, they wore their home uniforms, right, when they played down there? Yeah. Yeah, against Pittsburgh. Yeah, for yeah, sure they put, did. Put on the white jerseys next time you come down there. But no, I, you know, like like you said, you know, those are tough. And not only that, they got some safeties that can play. So you know, it's really going to come down to if they're going to be able to disguise some coverages. They did a really good job, I thought, of of influencing where the ball went, um, and then dropping a safety um, down down into the to the, like the hook curl zone and, and and took away passes that you know Prescott probably wasn't where it was expecting to be there especially the one where Savage had the pick six you know he was coming down to play that hook curl zone and I don't think Prescott knew he was going to be there so pretty good stuff that they did and they're going to have to continue to do it I think they're going to have to 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 try and, and and get after the quarterback and you know make sure you, you your deepest guys the deepest the deepest and Wish for the best. So back in October, early November, did you think that the Green Bay Packers still playing on the divisional round week was even a possibility? No, um, not even yeah. a dream. Not even I, a I, dream, Pete. I thought it was a pipe dream, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I I don't I, what do you make of the others? The one thing this tells you, and you know, I've had people tell me this who were involved in the league before. Guys grow up, can grow up really fast in this league, and if they have talent, you can go from young to good. It can happen really fast. I just didn't know that it was going to happen this fast with these guys. No, I didn't either because you saw so many times 
I mean, you can't count the number of drops they were having or the ball would, you know, you see a receiver break in and there's a safety standing there and the ball goes to the, to the boundary. And, you know, you knew it was a, the wide receiver messed up, you know, cause just, or you got two wide receivers standing next. I mean, how many times did you see that? You had two wide receivers standing right next to each other and they both look at around at each other. Well, what the heck? Um, you know, so yeah, they grew up in a hurry and, and, that's the impressive part for me is that they've, the, you know, these the mental mistakes have really been limited on the offensive side of the football, um, and you, you know, they're 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 running good routes or better routes, I should say. There's still some improvement to be met to be made, but it looks like everybody wants a piece. Everybody wants to get in there, and then I think some of that is they don't have a Devonte Adams that you're just. We're our number one player is to throw to Devonte Adams. I don't think that that's the case. You know, there, it certainly isn't the case because otherwise Jaden Reed would have had, you know, 10 catches, you know, it was, or, or, or Watson would have had 10 catches. They're playing good sound football and everybody has the opportunity to, to get in on the action. Uh, you know, he Wicks comes out of nowhere. Melton comes out of nowhere. Um, Dobbs is playing really good uh, currently. And I don't think he played bad all season. It just, you know, the, the, uh, uh, when they put Watson in the ball game, now all the, everything, all the attention went to nine. So, you know, they're doing a lot of things and they have enough weapons that will scare the heck out of you as a D coordinator. And defensively, you know what? Having Jair Alexander back is, is you can't put a price on that. I mean, that is monumental. And you got the other guy over there in Valentine that's, he has really come up, you know, early this season against the Saints. I mean, the guy got hurt trying to avoid a tackle, trying to make a tackle. He got hurt. And, Ever since then, and especially the last couple of weeks, you see him filling up in the run game. You see him blowing his neck and taking on blockers. And, you know, those are things that are internal. You either want to do it or you're going to make, the, make those changes. You know, you don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden you're tackling somebody. you, you got to want to do it. And it all, you know, it's all kind of the, the message. And, and I think we all questioned Matt LaFleur early in the season especially when they were going, getting shut out in the first halves of ball games and they were getting run out of the building um, on defense. You, you questioned what the heck was going on. And I, I, it just, you have to sit back and think about it for a minute. You didn't have Aaron Jones for a big, big stretch. Um, you, you had a, guys that were, it was their first time playing in the NFL. And then on defense, you had a rash of injuries in the secondary that, force guys to play and now they're now they're playing better you know you don't get better sitting on the bench you got to get better you got to get you got to get out in the fire and have it in, in, in you know kind of you got to feel it you got to understand it you got to understand the angles because they're different than in practice because everything's so much faster in the ball game than in, the, than in uh, real in practice you know so the angles are different um the physicality is far different so there's a lot of a lot of things that go into play and yeah I mean, I, I don't. I figured, you know, six and eleven, seven and ten was going to be a good season. And heck, you know, look what these guys have done. They, they put together a, a really nice stretch, and they're playing good. So who knows? Maybe they can beat San Fran. I, you know, no one's going to give them a, a prayer. That's for sure. But nobody gave them a chance here. I mean, they had some of these guys on TV, or we're talking that maybe they should rest some of their starters, and this is going to be a, a cakewalk. And um, Boy, that cleaning out your lockers today in Dallas, I'm sure, was not a lot of fun. Yeah, I still have a lot of trouble thinking that Mike McCarthy will survive this. I just got to think Jerry Jones is going to let him go and 
try to hire Bill Belichick. Um, and that would be a huge mistake. I hope they do it because it'll set this team back for 10 years. I hope they do it. I pray that they, that they go out and do it. Why do you, why do you think that? Cause I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I hate them. I, I don't, I dislike them more than I dislike the bears. And, um, you know, part of it is in part of it's probably the pressure that these players got to play under or the microscope that that owner puts down on these guys that, you know, you, you hear them. They're so talented. They got all these receipts. They got all these all pros and all these pro bowlers, blah, blah, blah. You know what? But it still comes down to emotion and execution. And, you know, that's a lot of pressure sometimes, you know, it's, it's still, it's still an emotional football game that you got to be prepared for. And, I think there's just too much pressure down there. And, and you know what, with Belichick, I just don't think he's the right coach. And I think he's, he's a dinosaur. I, I don't think he, you know, I just, he, you listen to him talk and I think the players are different now in the last five years coming out of college. I think it's just too hard uh, for that hard nose, you know, old school way of coaching to be successful today. They're all, all look at them all. All the guys that are the hard nosed guys, they're all kind of getting out of it, you know. So it, it you know, it, not only here but at the college level. So it's, 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 it's a fundamental change that you got to be ready for. And you know, heck, they were they were the most talented team on the field because of the quarterback they had for a long time. So not saying he's a bad coach because I really, uh, I really feel like he gets a lot of mileage out of out of a bunch of no name guys. But boy. I, I hope they, they bring Belichick on because it'll set these guys back for a decade, maybe more. Well, interesting days ahead uh, for sure in the next couple uh, weeks in the league. Um, but uh, time has run out on us here, Eric. So we're going to wrap this up. Just want to uh, thank everybody for, uh, for downloading this and uh, squeezing us into your day. Glad that you think it's worth it. Um, we'll be back again uh, next week. Another big playoff game to talk about. Either the Packers will be moving on to the NFC Championship or they'll be wrapping up a season and the expectations and uh, will be really high for this team oh, going into 2024. How much, fun, how much fun? Just think about how much fun it will be to go to Detroit and play in, uh, if that all works out where Detroit wins uh, and beats uh, Tampa Bay and now they're – in the NFC championship game at Detroit. I mean, it's the only thing that would make it better is if it was the bears, but uh, you know, heck I, I tell you what it's Pete. I'm, I, I'm not ruling this team out. I, I just can't do it. And I, I'm not saying it's a 50, 50 shot, but I think there's enough talent there where they can, they can surprise some people. Oh, it's going to be good. I'm, yeah. I'm not ruling them out either. I think their, uh, their talent on offense is kind of staggering between how the quarterback's playing and all those weapons in the pass game with the tight ends and the receivers. And then you bring Watson speed into it. And then you got Jones, their most dynamic guy. This is a scary team. I wouldn't want to play him right now. They're rolling. No. And the law of averages state that the Packers should beat the 49ers at some point. You know, I know they're going to get them next year in the regular season, I believe, but the law of averages state, he, I mean, Lafleur, if Lafleur is as good as as we think he is, or as good as, as the the Packers think he is, this might be the time. You know, this might be the time where he comes up and, and and bites them in the in the ankles and makes it happen. I I don't know. I you know I had my doubts about Lafleur early in the season, but you know what? I I cannot 
um, say anything bad about him now because I tell you what, what the, the job that that coaching staff has done to get him this far, um, you know, it's got it, – one of these times they got to beat the Niners, and this might be the chance that they get because I think defensively they could match up okay. Well, it's uh, Saturday night, 7 p.m. Central time. It's going to be interesting. Um, so we'll be back on uh, next uh, – it'll post early next week, maybe as early as uh, probably Monday instead of uh, Tuesday in the normal week with the game being Saturday. We'll have our uh, – our column of uh, analyzing the tape and uh, our podcast will post. So uh, we look forward to, uh, to doing all that um, until then. Uh, just want to thank everybody for, uh, for joining us uh, for Eric. I'm Pete. You've been listening to the after further review podcast. Bye. Everybody.